Every Thursday, Andy Griffin sits down and hashes it out with the mayors of Southern Utah. What's going on in your town? Find out now. It's Mayor Thursday on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. And I am live here from Hash House uh, Go Go. Great to be here. Andy Griffin with you. Uh, I have Mayor John Pike on the phone line today. Now, Mayor Pike is not out of town. He's actually just kind of a little bit under the weather. Now, John, who gets a cold in August in St. George? What's going on, man? Yeah, sorry for my voice. Uh, it's kind of one of those um, one of those summer colds. I ended up being kind of the last one in our family to get it, but... Uh, we were uh, we were on vacation last week up at Bear Lake, and a couple of our extended family members uh, ended up with a cold, and and I'm about a week later now I've got it. So anyway, I thought it'd be best to kind of lay low a little bit uh, today, and uh, so appreciate you letting me do this uh, remotely. Well, I appreciate you toughing it out and coming on though with this mayor. It would have been easy to say, ah, I'm just going to take the week off and. Uh, but uh, I, I, I appreciate you spending a few minutes today. Uh, just uh, on a personal note, my daughter, my son got a cold and my daughter got a cold, but my wife and I have avoided the cold. It's been about a week that my daughter's been over. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. And actually, I'm kind of grateful you're not here coughing on me, Mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to do that, do we? No, we do not. We do not yeah. want to do that. Uh, so how was your vacation up to Bear Lake? Is it, is it good to get back in Utah, Dixie, after a little little time away? Yeah, it was great. You know, they, it's like we all say, it was great to be there and, and great to get back. Uh, Bear Lake's a place where my family uh, has gone for for uh, years, um, and uh, so it's a fun place to go, and, and all my siblings and their children were there, and all but one of my children were there, and grandchildren, and so it was really fun, and, uh, and uh, even though it was... Uh, uh, a little warmer than usual up there. It was about high. It was about eighty-five, so that part was nice to enjoy. So, mm. well, it's good to have you back in town. St. George is just not the same without its leader here. Uh, so it's good good to have you back. I did want to mention, by the way, Hash House of Gogo next week is having their uh, one-year anniversary. And uh, in fact, I hate to put you on the spot, but they're they're hoping they can get the mayor to say just a, a little five-minute uh, words. Uh, at their at their celebration, I'm not sure date and time yet, but we'll, I'll I'll get back with you on that, Mayor. But uh, yeah, but congratulations uh, to Hash House of Gogo. You bet. Uh, agree. It's uh, hard to believe, but yeah, uh, Tyler and his team do a wonderful job, as as we're always saying, and and it's it's great to have them here with their commitment to the community. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing I think I love most about them is uh, they really want to get involved. I think he's doing things the right way. Instead of cramming the commercial side down our faces, he's just like, you know what, I want to be a part of St. George and what it represents and who it is. And uh, I think Hash House of Gogo is fitting in very well here in Southern Utah. Yep, I agree. So uh, yesterday uh, on the show we had uh, uh, Ron Thompson, Washington County Water Conservancy District, on and uh, kind, of, kind of got a hot topic going for a while, Mayor, is uh, we ended up talking a lot about um, conservancy uh, and the need for more water here. And, you know, one of the callers made the comment, said, why should I have to conserve my water now so that we can have more people move here in the future? And, you know, I spent the last 24 hours or so thinking about that. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, and you've said this many times, Mayor, people are going to come anyway. Um, and right. so – then it comes down to a matter of we have to be prepared for them to be here because they're going to, I mean, we, 
I, I, you know, patting ourselves on the back, whatever. We, we love St. George. We think St. George is a fantastic place. And, and it's, it's a secret that just you can't keep anymore. People are going to come because of what a fantastic place it is. And, and so I, I think it's extremely short-sighted to say, wow, I'll, I'll use more water and then people won't come. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, it really doesn't. You know, basically when you look around, there's still, you know, quite a bit of uh, privately held land. And so, you know, those those owners are going to want to develop. And it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen all at once. It'll happen over time. But, you know, one way or the other, um, they're, they're going to want to develop their land. And frankly, from my perspective, uh, why shouldn't they be allowed to, you know? I think yeah. I think they should. And so the only question is, you know, how do we provide the water? Do we say to them, bring your own, you know, <laughs> develop your own water? Or or do we say, which is what we've typically done, we've tasked the Washington County Water Conservancy District to get that water and, uh, you know, get the water rights they can and, and build storage facilities, you know, the reservoirs. And in the case of... Uh, the pipeline, if it's approved by the federal government and uh, we are able to secure the financing, then it would be, you know, a separate uh, source coming from the Colorado River instead of the uh, Virgin River drainage. So there are a number of benefits, you know, to doing the Lake Powell pipeline, and we, of course, know it's costly. We don't know exactly what the cost is yet, but we, we certainly know it's costly, but uh, those kinds of infrastructure projects have always been costly, and relative to the size and the um, the, uh, the purchasing power, the the uh, gross domestic product, if you will, of Washington County now, we're more able to afford the Lake Powell Pipeline than we were able to afford Quail Creek Reservoir Project back when it was built. So. Uh, it's important. It's always a, a good discussion, and it's important to have those discussions. But, um, yes, the growth is going to happen. The question is, you know, how much will it be? What does it look like? How dense is the growth? Um, and so, you know, we want to be responsible, continue to conserve, uh, do more and more with that. But I don't think we ever stop looking for water and uh, securing additional water as well. You know, this is not a game, obviously, but 25 years or so ago, there was a game called Sim City. I don't know if you ever had a chance to play that, John. It was a computer game. But basically, you would lay out a city, and you would set up the infrastructure, and you would zone it. And then you had no control at that point. They would come in, and they would build the city up. And, and like I said, this is not a game. This is real life, but it's a lot like that. And that's pretty realistic at a certain point, especially when you're talking about private land, People are going to come. They're going to buy the land. They're going to build whatever it is on the land. And sure, we have certain restrictions and certain things that we can we can do to to limit some of those things. But the bottom line is, uh, it's private land, and they can come and they can build and they can you know and they can move here. Whether we we, we want Californians or Coloradans or Nevadans or whoever, uh, they're going to come. That's right. That's right. And you know the other thing to never forget is, you know, in Utah. Um, we tend to uh, have quite a few children, you know, yes, we support <laughs> more than the national average. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox makes a funny, you know, uh, quip about it and says, we, we have a lot of children. We're good at it. We practice a lot. You know, <laughs> I, I think that's pretty funny. But anyway, we yeah. do about 60% of our growth 
is what we call as a result of natural growth. In other words, our children. And so, you know, it would be, I, in my opinion, it would be, um, it would be irresponsible for us, frankly, to not at least do what we can. And it doesn't mean, you know, you, you can't grow forever. Um, but certainly, right. you know, we got to do the best we can to accommodate the growth that we know is going to happen. So, and you know, and I, and I feel like you know, a lot of people say, well, the problem with growth is is crime. And I, you know, we had Chief of Police uh, Farnsworth on the other day, and I feel like he's got a pretty good plan on uh, and really doing a fantastic job with St. George Police Department of making sure this doesn't turn into. Uh, no offense, but it doesn't turn into California, you know, and, right. and uh, right. this is a great place to be and a great place to live. And yeah, well, let's go to the phone lines and, and be nice to the mayor if you're calling because he is a little bit under the weather. But let's go to the phone lines. The caller you're on with Mayor John Pike. Yeah, I just wondered if he could tell me the deal with the blue cannery cycling. What's going on with that and what has been going on with it? Yeah, sure. we, we talked about it a little bit last week, but, uh, Mayor, yeah, if you could give us an update on the recycling, we'd sure appreciate it. Sure. Yes, we um, we uh, just recently uh, terminated uh, at their request, our contract uh, between the solid waste um, uh, district, which is the landfill, and then the collection of of garbage and recycling. It's that that group. It's a countywide group. It's a district created by the county. Anyway, we just recently um, terminated our agreement with Rocky Mountain Recycling and secured a new agreement with Republic Services. You might be aware that Republic Services, it's a fairly large company. They, uh, they have been uh, collecting our trash for many years in various names, uh, under various names. Okay. What I want to know is I've heard that they are not recycling. And, and if they aren't, why are we paying for it? And I, how long have they not been recycling that we've been paying? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you if you just give me a chance here. Okay. Um, so the issue is that the recycling market worldwide has changed. And if you've looked at that, uh, if you've followed the news, you're seeing the same thing that's happening here has happened many, many other places. Well, yeah, because it was a And so here's what's happening. Well, sir, let me finish. Let me finish. So what's been happening is we have a contract. We have a contract between um, Dixie Waste, uh, who picked up the recycling. That, that, that company has now been purchased by Republic as well. And we have a contract with the recyclers. It was Rocky Mountain. Now it's Republic, which, frankly, we're glad they were willing to do that. And so what we're doing is we will, we're now preparing uh, to, to send all the recyclables uh, to Republic Waste uh, Sorting, sorting uh, Facility down in Las Vegas. The issue was with, with uh, Rocky Mountain they didn't have the kind of sorting facility here that that uh, Republic has in uh, Vegas. So this okay, will be a much okay, better. Okay. Let me let me sort it in here before so that they can be sold to uh, recyclers. So in the meantime, um, Rocky Mountain they've had a hard time selling the recyclables. 
Um, part of the reason is because they haven't had the sorting facility to sort out the things from one from the other. And so they haven't been getting the, the kind of prices that you would hope to get. And that combined with the fact that the market, the world market for recyclables is not as good as it once was. So combination of things, you're correct. There have been probably 50%, I'm just guessing, we don't know exactly, of what we've been uh, sending um, in our blue cans has been recycled over the last number of months. And so what we'll be doing under this new contract is we'll be communicating out to everyone, look, here are the things that are really marketable. Please only put these things in your blue can. And then everything that goes uh, with, you know, with, you know, a little bit of, um, obviously, uh, there's going to be some people that put in things that accidentally maybe aren't as good as being marketable as a recyclable. But all of it will go to Vegas. None of it will come back to our landfill. Um, it will go to their recycling center. If there are any, uh, if there's any contamination with that, it will go to a Vegas landfill. But that's what's happening now. Is they're gearing up okay, to do that? Okay. Now so, answer my question: Of what percentage of the stuff that we put out there has been recycled? Uh, that's what I was just. I think I told you fifty percent in the last few you months. Said, yeah, the last few months. Well, what about the past three years or whatever it's been since? It was just pretty much forced on people. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was. Okay. It was. Uh, you had an option option to opt out, as you remember when we got into this. Yeah. But, okay. Now let me explain yes. my my position on this. You talked for a long time. I ask you a simple question: of if they aren't doing it, you guys should just fire them, get rid of them. That's we could do that. We could do Why that. Why didn't you? However, if and, we did and that, the sir. other thing is, you guys have been charging the citizens for this debacle. You know, you're saying the market's down in garbage. Well, duh. Anybody with a, any sense of that? But anyway, if we've been paying for it and we have not been receiving what we were promised. I think the citizens deserve a refund. Well, and then a chance to just opt out of this whole stupid thing. What's that? Well, you talk about not turning into California. How long is it going to be before we have feces on the street? Yeah. Oh, gosh. This place, you know, it's well, history. Well, again, remember that because we have contracts. You know, we could stop this program. We could stop it outright. But there are many people that want to do it, and they want to do it even if it means they have to pay a little more. Right now, we're not. We haven't raised the charges. We've subsidized it basically through well, you haven't done our, our savings. And then what we're doing, in lieu of canceling the contract, which we could do, but that would cost us about two and a half million dollars to buy out the contract. So that's why we've elected to move ahead, change the uh, sorter recycling, excuse me, recycling company, change to another one that really can get it done better. And we'll go through the next year and a half, roughly, and that ends the contract of the recycling uh, program. And what we'll do is we'll decide at that time 
um, and we're already starting to work on it. What should we do for the for the next you know five or ten years? So we'll be gathering all that information, and we may still have a program, but if we do, um, we'll make sure that everyone has a chance uh, to to be aware of what the new program will be, how much it'll cost, and if those that want to do it uh, can continue, they will. Those who want to opt out could opt out. That's kind of our current plan. Mayor, I, you know, I've never been in my life. I've never been one of those people that carries a banner and says we need to recycle and save the planet and stuff. And maybe, maybe that's to my detriment. And maybe I'm sure a lot of people would criticize me. But you know, I was on board with this recycling thing, and and I think you were too when when you know presented with the scenario of everything. And uh, you know, it, it's it's a little frustrating, I think. And you would agree, I'm sure, it's a little frustrating to see this kind of thing happen. Uh, where you know we all we all kind of bought into it. We all you know went and, and went with this recycling company, and as it turns out, the recycling company is is uh, at this point it's it's uh, turned into kind of a mess. It's good to hear that you've terminated the contract with them, but were you just saying we're kind of stuck in it for a little bit longer? We are. We're basically because the the contract we have with the um, uh, collector, in other words, uh, Republic. Formerly Dixie Waste had a contract with us to pick up the blue cans every other week. That contract, you know, you think about it, some people would say, well, just terminate it. Well, we could, but the problem is, like I said, we'd have to buy it out because they, you consider them as a business, they bought trucks and they hired people, and they they did that with a five-year plan, a five-year contract, that says, okay, we can we can pay for our investment uh, over that time. So it really, they're not going to say, okay, sure, we understand the market's changed. We're just going to, we'll, we'll let you out of your contract. Well, they don't want to do that because then they'd be losing, you know, a couple million dollars. So that's why we said, well, let's do the best we can. We'll recycle all that we can. And uh, during the interim here, uh, the last few months and probably over the next, you know, maybe 60 days, uh, we won't be recycling uh, truly uh, very much of this because, you know, we're we're between things. But but it's underway now. They're building what's called a transfer station to transfer the recyclables collected to a truck that will then haul it down to Vegas. And and again, you know, you can argue, and this is what we'll have to do. We'll have to evaluate. Um, over the next year and a half, is this worthwhile? Is this something that is still worthwhile to essentially divert these recyclables from our landfill, even though we're not making money on it? Is it worthwhile doing? Uh, Do people want it enough that we continue to do that program? And if so, what does it cost? And, uh, and then, you know, because there are some people that don't want to do it, even if it means a couple bucks more a month. Right yeah. now, in St. George, they're paying $3.12 a month uh, for us to come pick it up. And then what we've been doing is is uh, because it's been more expensive than we thought to deliver those recyclables to the sorters and, and the buyers, the district has been subsidizing that. And that's what we don't really want to do in the future. We want to make sure that, that you know, it's paying for itself. So yeah. so the point of the caller and yours is well taken. Uh, we're just trying to make, as you said, kind of the best of a difficult situation. 
Yeah, good call there. And, and, and by the way, just kind of as a way of comparison, uh, here at KDXU, we are dissatisfied with our current uh, national news provider, CBS News. Uh, had a lot of complaints. They're kind of, not kind of, they lean left. And uh, it, for a very conservative community and station, we don't feel like CBS News is a good fit for us right now. Problem is, we're in a contract. We're in a contract till December 31st of this year. I'd love to switch news services right now. We can't do that. And, and, you know, realistically, you know, it would cost the radio station a lot of money if we were to, you know, commit a, basically a breach of contract. So I know exactly what you're talking about with, with yeah. contracts, Mayor. As much as I'd love to switch services, as much as you'd love to switch services, uh, commitments have to be made, made or financially it, it could be uh, uh, catastrophic almost. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we've done it the way we've done it. And frankly, we're we're kind of glad that the, the one company, Rocky Mountain Recycling, you know we're we're we like them. They're good people. They've tried. It's not it's not like their fault, but their their forecasts essentially were just wrong. They were they were um, they were optimistic, and the market got worse instead of getting better, and um, and that's hurt them. And uh, I'm kind of glad that they can you know they asked for the contract to be terminated. It gives them a chance to focus more on northern utah and our new contract with republic gives us a chance to to really truly be recycling hopefully almost everything that we put in those blue cans okay well we've got to get a weather break in thank you uh, uh, callers and and thank you mayor we will uh, take a take a quick break here when we come back we've got a couple of callers waiting to uh, discuss things with mayor pike i'm andy griffin this is the andy griffin show i'm live from hash house a go go it's mayor thursday we'll be right back Live from the Hash House of Go-Go, here's Andy Griffin. Thank you. Great to be here at Hash House of Go-Go, home of uh, Twisted Farm Food. Great food here. I've eaten here uh, 15 times now or something, and I, and I love the food. Tyler Hunsaker really gets the community involved or gets involved with the community and has made Hash House of Go-Go a real, uh, I, I think, part of the fabric of St. George. Uh, really done a nice job. In fact, they've got their one-year anniversary coming up next week, so that'll be fun, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have a celebration here. Uh, did want to mention that we are we've got our Billy Joel Flyaway contest going right now. Uh, you can win. We're, we're giving away two grand prizes. The grand prize is this: two tickets to Billy Joel in Arlington, Texas, at the Globe Life Ballpark, which is where the Texas Rangers play. So you're going to see Billy Joel, and you say, well, how can I see a concert in Texas? Well, we're also giving you two tickets to fly to Dallas, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, and a hotel room at the uh, DFW Holiday Inn South right there in uh, in Dallas. And uh, so pretty incredible uh, package, uh, airfare, hotel, and two tickets to see Billy Joel live in concert from the Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. And, Mayor, I hate to say it, but I don't think you're eligible for this. No, I wouldn't be, uh, Andy, but <laughs> when I heard that you were promoting that, I was going, perfect. Uh, of course, Billy Joel, you kind of know, one of my favorite uh, recording artists, and oh, yeah. I've been to several of his concerts over the years. Uh, uh, he puts on one heck of a show. So when I heard that, I thought, gosh, maybe I should like surprise my wife and buy some tickets and do that on our own. So. That is an awesome thing. I, I appreciate KDXU uh, doing that promotion. 
It is October 12th, by the way, the concert that we have the tickets for, and we'll be giving away again two two sweepstakes, which means four tickets, basically, to see Billy Joel down there in Texas. And, you know, I went to a lot of concerts, Mayor, when I was younger, but I never did get out to see Billy Joel. I saw Van Halen, Ario Speedwagon, and, you know, Night Ranger, all those 80s groups, but I never got yep. to see Billy Joel. I, I imagine it's a, it's a great concert, huh? It really is. In fact, one time I saw him, I think it was at the Delta Center, um, with um, uh, Elton John. Wow. You oh, wow. Yeah. An amazing dynamic duo. And the fun thing was they sang some of each other's songs. Oh, cool. So it was kind of a new twist on on those two you know, musical geniuses, because I really think they are. But uh, anyway, I'm thrilled that you're doing that promotion to to kind of highlight that new flight going to Dallas-Fort Worth starting yeah. September 26th. Yeah, thanks for SkyWest, and and of course St. George Airport. Uh, I, I imagine update on that, Mayor. I saw a, was it a drone flyover of the uh, paving of the runway going on right now? Right. Yeah, they're doing really well. Um, I think they're actually uh, they'll probably be completed with the paving in the next. Uh, gosh, I think certainly in the next week or two. It's it may be closer than that. Uh, they've done extremely well. There's still obviously a few other things to do, some uh, lights to replace and things like that. But uh, we will be open uh, for that reopening on September 26th. going to be a lot of fun. And, and again, a chance to go see Billy Joel uh, flying right out of St. George. So, uh, yeah. Mayor, we've got a couple of people on the line, so let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Uh, Betty, I think, on line one. Betty, you're on with Andy and with the mayor. How are you today? Well, I'm just going to make a couple comments, and then I'll hang up. Um, I think you could terminate the contract with the recycling company. They breached the contract by taking uh, recyclables to the landfill. They did not uh, complete their obligation, so that's grounds for termination, or should be. And uh, secondly, um, for those uh, calling about complaints about the growth of St. George in the building, they're falling on deaf ears if you're addressing uh, our mayor. I had a couple friends that uh, approached the mayor at a meeting about two years ago, and his comment to them was, if you don't like it, you can move. So, unfortunately, Uh the the mayor are on deaf ears. You know, I appreciate your comments, caller, but I've never said that. I've never in my life said, if you don't like it, move. I know that there are some people that have said those comments, but I am not one of them. Oh, I think Uh, you are. I have said. And the people need to pay attention as to who they're voting for on the city council. We need new people. They do. They do. You're right. And and that's what elections are about. And we have a chance here this year in our city as well as the surrounding cities to vote for three uh, council members. No mayors are up down here this time. But, but you know, typically, you know, we, we don't hide behind the issues. We try to hit them head on. We may not get it right for every person every time. But really, we try to, we, as we kind of intimated before on the program, it's really one of property rights. And it doesn't mean that we let everyone do whatever they want on their property. And believe me, there are some people that are not happy about that. They think we should let them do whatever they want. But we try to, we have a general plan. We have uh, zones, essentially, that are planned for and the kind of densities we plan to have there. And we're redoing that, in fact, over the next year. And people have an imp- a chance for input on that. But your best chance at input, no doubt about it, is at the ballot box. And if we get it wrong consistently, 
then you should replace us, you know, or we should change. And right now we've just felt like this is generally speaking, uh, been the will of the people. And the way I figure that is look at the growth that's come. There are many people in the last 24 years since I came, many, many tens of thousands of people that have come here. And really most of them, I think, appreciate that those that went before planned for that. They planned the infrastructure, especially water, but also transportation and, you know, uh, and, and other infrastructure such as wastewater treatment and, and so forth, all to accommodate the growth. And, and so, you know, if we didn't do that, I think it would be, uh, frankly, irresponsible uh, because we know some of that at least is going to happen. And uh, so anyway, it's, it's one of those things where I understand not everyone's gonna, going to agree, but uh, the people do know, generally speaking, what I stand for and what the other five council members stand for. And, and that's, generally speaking, to try to go, grow according to our plan and according to, you know, as much as possible, what the will of the people have been expressed through the elections and through public hearings along the way. All right, then let's go to line two. Caller, you're on with uh, Andy and with Mayor Pike. A fucking bitch. Uh, Hello? Hello? Yeah, anybody there? Yes, yes. Hey, sorry about that. I was. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to talk about the airport and the new flight to Dallas. And I wondered if there was yeah. any other new... I wonder if there was any other new flights on the schedule or on the horizon that might be flying out of there. Um, there aren't any other new ones at the moment, um, but I do believe that, you know, hopefully within the next couple of years, I think we could see uh, another destination or two. Um, and that's one of the things that's nice about the SkyWest model whether it's SkyWest or whether it's someone else. But SkyWest, they have four partners, American, Delta, United, and Alaskan Airlines. So because of that, that means they're going to be able to get their kind of their attention, if you will. And, and as we use the service that we have, it kind of says to those other large um, airlines, it says, hey, we could add you know, a flight to... Dallas Fort Worth and uh, be competitive and and uh, the excellent thing about that is too as you know probably Dallas Fort Worth is a huge hub with um, many many flights there and so this will add a lot of you know additional destinations with just one hop uh, one direct flight to Dallas same thing with with Salt Lake and Denver and Phoenix and LA we do hope we've applied for a grant actually to help us add another flight to L.A. So they would just give us a little bit more of an option for people with connecting flights. Uh, so I anticipate that, uh, that we'll probably get that second flight to L.A. Uh, fairly soon um, with any luck. Uh, and then the uh, next flight would probably be to the Bay Area, would be my oh, wow. guess. Wow. Cool. So we still – so. Can, can you go over where we go where we're, when the airport reopens? Where are we going? We have Phoenix. We have now Dallas, Fort Worth. We have is Denver in there? Yes, Denver's still in there. Okay, and, and L.A. And L.A. And, right? Uh, what's that? 
L.A., Denver, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Phoenix. Is that it, or is there one more? Salt Lake, like there's one. Oh, Salt Lake, of course. Yep. Yep. And so, yes, we'll have the, the same number of flights through SkyWest and their partners that we had before, plus the Dallas-Fort Worth one. And, again, that'll just be one flight in and one flight out a day. But, hey, as people use it, we'll, you know, we'll add another one. Yeah. And so that's what's been working like uh, – at least seasonally, uh, SkyWest has been flying with United to Denver um, two to three flights a day. Just kind of depends on the time of year. Same thing with Phoenix. That Phoenix flight has done really well. And so I'm okay. excited that American is the partner that SkyWest is using for the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth flight because they've been very competitive. And the one difference is, you know, we had – uh, oh, last November, uh, Allegiant started flying from St. George to Mesa, Arizona. Uh-huh. And they have told us they're not going to be back on September 26th, oh. but they are looking at coming back and just, I think, trying to decide which uh, which destination they fly to. Yeah, Allegiant very, they have very... a hard time competing with American, I think, so. Allegiant very budget minded. It's one of those airlines where you can go. They they encourage you to go no bag, so you don't have any extra charges. And and uh, maybe their planes are a little bit older. But I've flown Allegiant. I've flown Spirit. Some of those other uh, right. discount airlines, and I've had not had a, a negative experience on them. Uh, it didn't crash or anything. I guess right. Wouldn't, right. wouldn't be here if I had. Right. Right. Well, I think we have one. I'll, I want to get a break in, but we let's take one more caller before we go to break, if that's okay, Mayor. Sure. Go ahead, caller. You're on with Andy and with Mayor Pike. Hi, Andy. Hi, Mayor Pike. Hello. A couple things. First off, I'm a small businessman, and I received a tax bulletin back in January, not January, June, that says we got a tax increase coming down the line from Washington County of another quarter percent. This is for highway and public transit tax. So I thought we voted that down last year. You sorry, sorry, you said what there? I thought we voted that down last year to raise for um, a, a couple highways of years ago. Yes, you're right. A couple of years ago, that was voted. It was entitled Proposition One, and what it is is a sales tax. Um, that's a quarter of a percent, you're right, that uh, goes to transportation or and or transit. Um, what happened there was the legislature, who gives the counties and the cities their power, um, essentially, um, they, they passed a, a law um, about a year ago that gave counties the, and cities, if the counties didn't act, the ability to impose that tax, whether they put it up for a vote or not. And the county decided um, to impose the tax. It's uh, it's starting here. I want to say it's uh, August, or excuse me, October 1st when that Correct. starts. Correct. And, um, and they decided to do that. Um, one of the reasons they decided to do it was because they just felt like it was needed, and the cities told them it was needed. Um, in St. George, Ivins, and Springdale, that Proposition 1 a couple of years ago actually passed. But because of the way the legislature had set it up at that time, 
it had to pass in all uh, majority of the cities in order for it to, you know, to be imposed. So because they changed that and said, you know, you can still uh, either put it up for a vote or you can just impose it, the county, Washington County, and frankly, a number of other counties statewide have said it's just too critical. We're going to impose it. Um, and again, you know, understanding some people won't be happy with that. But remember, too, there's 30 to 40 percent of those taxes paid are going to be paid by those that visit our area uh, because they're buying things here. And so so and that's only fair since they're using, you know, our roads and our trails and so forth. So so we are being, you know, uh, it is a tax increase. But it is a tax increase for all those that visit us as well to try to help us keep up with our roads. What are we getting close to? Are we getting close to 7% now or just down here? We're about 6.5% right now, plus another quarter to come. That's with the change. Um, Let's see, we were 6.35, so we'll be 6.60. Well, I guess if we vote it down, the state gives us a tax anyway so sounds pretty conservative to me <laughs> thanks man yeah. all right thanks, thanks, thanks for the call today appreciate it yep. mayor we got to get a commercial break in here uh, appreciate you being on the show mayor mayor pike on the phone today he's uh, under the weather but he's uh, hanging in there with us i do want to thank joe shoney he's a local loan consultant specializing in customer service uh, joe averaging 4.91 stars out of five that's a that's an amazing numbers uh, listen to some of the reviews about Joe online. This is Suzanne. He says, professional, quick, personable, easy to work with. And uh, Richard T., that was Suzanne in Washington. Richard T. in Duck Creek uh, said, answered all our questions in a timely manner. Again, it's Joe Shoney. That's his name. He's a local loan consultant uh, focusing on customer service. How to get a hold of Joe? The number is 435-586-0063. Or you can email him at joe.shoney, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, at nafinc.com. We'll be right back. Live from the Hash House of Go-Go, here's Andy Griffin. Welcome back to the program. I'm on with Mayor Pike. We're really short on time here, Mayor. Just a couple of minutes left. But uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's tough when you're sick. You don't feel good. But for you to kind of tough it out and help us out today, I appreciate that. Hey, you bet, Andy. You know I hate to miss your show, so I'm glad to, <laughs> to dial in today. Only bad news is you're going to miss the, the great Hash House food. I know. Uh, and I'll, catch, yeah, and, I'll catch up next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you some of that. Some of their uh, uh, meatloaf hash, pretty excellent. You know, you got to try that one of these days too. Yeah, I do. There. And, and of course, the Andy Griffin drink, the half tangerine, half pineapple. That's a great drink. Yep. <laughs> I help you get better. Get over your cold if you had some of that action. But uh, anyway, well, Mayor, I'm feeling quite ahead. a bit better. Feeling quite a bit better already, but it's just kind of stuck in my voice right now. So. Well, again, thank, thanks for coming on. Uh, just your final thoughts. We only had, we're down to just a little over a minute left in the program. Uh, as you know, as we wrap it up from here, I know people are frustrated at certain things. Certainly, the recycling thing has been uh, a thorn in the side. And I guess uh, the thing I would think about maybe, and it's, it actually applies to me with our contract we had with this new service is sometimes you'd like to maybe have a, a little shorter contract, and maybe that's the, that's the that's the thing that we need to think about in the future is getting the, the contract shorter, maybe. Yeah, that's always a possibility. It's it's just a balance of trying to get the price low, so that you you know, and so 
uh, for consumers to be able to to enjoy. And so, you know, sometimes you make a deal, you're saying, well, this is a five-year contract. At the time, it seemed like a pretty good pretty good idea. And the sure, rate, longer contract, lower price. Yeah, that makes right, sense. Exactly. And so, and more people doing it, lower price. And so, hence, the opt-out versus having an opt-in. But we'll be looking at it very closely for this next go-around. And, you know, uh, we'll make sure that we take into consideration all that we've learned over the last, you know, three, four years. Meanwhile, uh, folks, look for new instructions and a, kind of a new maybe marketing campaign as we transition to the, a different way we're recycling things. We want people to be aware that there are certain things that just don't belong in your recycle bin anymore. Uh, and, and and if we can take care of that, I think that would, that would be a, a step in the right direction. I, I think recycling is a good idea. I think we need to keep it up. And now it's just a matter of we got to recycle.